Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast, featuring Dr. George Cannon. This podcast is a ministry of the Kerbinsville Christian Church. Finding Clarity seeks to answer your questions about Christianity. Here's George as he looks at this week's question. Welcome to the Finding Clarity Podcast. This is George Cannon, and you are listening to Episode 60. The Finding Clarity Podcast is a ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you might have about Christianity and the Christian life. And each week we do a podcast where we try to look at one question that maybe you are wrestling with or somebody you know is wrestling with, and we try to give you a biblical answer to help you in processing that question. And today's question is one that is a natural question when you consider the creation of God. It's very evident from the scripture that when God created the world, it was a perfect place. Well, it's very obvious that we don't live in a perfect place anymore. In fact, we live in a world that is marred by sin. So it's only natural for us to wonder where did that sin come from? And so that's the question that we're going to be wrestling with today. Did God create sin? Did God create sin? It's a natural question. If you think about it from the perspective that God created everything, and so where did sin come from? So that's what we're going to look at today. Now here's how we're going to tackle this question. Because really it is a philosophical question. But yet we see that the scripture gives us some insight into answering it. So before I give you the obvious answer, I need you to understand a couple of things about the creation of God. First of all, we see in Genesis chapter 1 and 2 that when God created the world and human beings, the first human beings, Adam and Eve, he said over and over as he created, that it was good. It was perfect. And Adam and Eve were placed in the Garden of Eden, which was paradise. And he interacted with them on a personal level. Now, it is interesting to me that when you read those passages, you see that God let them eat of any tree in the garden except one tree which was the tree of knowledge of good and evil. He basically told Adam that when you eat of this tree, you shall surely die. So God created this perfect world, and there was only one rule. Now, what I want you to see here, as we look at this passage, that part of God's perfect creation is that he gave man a choice. He gave man a choice. As we consider that freedom to choose, that should help us to really answer the question as to whether or not God created sin. So here's the answer. No, he didn't create sin. Well, you say, okay, George, if he didn't create sin, where did sin come from? It came from the beings that he created. It came from the beings that he created. For instance, we see in the scripture that there are two types of beings that he created, angelic beings and human beings. We also see that 
angelic beings sinned against God, and the chief one who sinned against God was Satan. And we can see in Isaiah chapter 14, if you look at verse 12, notice what the prophet is saying, how you have fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven. I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. I will also sit on the mount of the congregation and on the farthest sides of the north. I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. I will be like the most high. Yet you shall be brought down to Sheol, to the lowest depths of the pit. What was going on there? Well, here is a perfect creation, one of the anointed cherubim around the throne of God, who is lifted up in his heart and thinks he's going to be greater than God. What does he happen with him? He chooses to give in to pride, and he sins. That's the first being that we see who sins, is Satan. And with that sin, he had a third of the hosts of heaven, of the angelic hosts, follow him. You say, okay, that's the introduction of sin. That was the choice of a being. But what about man? Well, if we go to Genesis chapter 3, we see that Satan, in the form of the serpent, tempts Eve. And I want you to notice what it says here. In verse 1, Now the serpent was more cunning than any beast of the field which the Lord God made. And he said to the woman, Has not God indeed said, You shall not eat of every tree of the garden? And the woman said to the serpent, We may eat the fruit of the trees of the garden, but the fruit of the tree which is in the midst of the garden, God said, You shall not eat, nor shall you touch it, lest you die. Then the serpent said to the woman, You will not surely die. For God knows that in the day you eat of it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. Now notice verse 6. So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant for the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise, she took of its fruit and ate. She also gave to her husband with her and he ate and the eyes of both of them were open. And they knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Here's where we see the first sin. Now, to help you to understand what we were reading, I want to go to another passage, which is in the New Testament in the letter of James. If we go there, I want you to look at chapter 1, look at verse 13 through verse 15. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. All right, let's stop for a moment. James is saying, when you and I face temptation to sin, we can't say it's from God. God's not the one who's causing us to sin. God's not the one who created sin. God can't sin. He's perfect. He doesn't tempt anyone to sin. But look at verse 14. This is what we see that was happening in the garden with Eve. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Now look back at Genesis chapter 3 and look at what's going on there with the serpent. The serpent tells her, hey, aren't you allowed to eat from any tree? Oh, we can eat from any tree, she says, except the tree from the midst of the garden. We can't eat it or touch it or we'll die. 
And the, and the serpent says, well, you won't die. You'll become like God. But then I want you to notice verse 6. But when she saw that the tree was good for food and that it was pleasant to the eyes and a tree desirable to make one wise. Here's what I want you to see. This is exactly what James is saying. She was being tempted. Why? Because she was drawn away by her own desires to what? To become wise like God. And she saw that it was pleasant. Look now, look at what verse 15 says. And when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin. And sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. Look at verse 16 as well. Do not be deceived, my brethren. What's going on here? Well, if we go back to Genesis chapter 3, we see that she, what, took of its fruit and ate, and she also gave to her husband with her, and he ate, and then verse 7, and the eyes of both of them were open, and she knew that they were naked, and they sewed fig leaves together and made themselves coverings. Okay, so what's going on there? Sin conceived in their life, they took the fruit, they ate it, and because of that, they faced consequences. And ultimately, the consequences has affected every human being in the world, so that every human being now faces spiritual death. You say, well, that's awful of Adam and Eve. Well, yeah, it is awful of Adam and Eve, but the fact of the matter is, is we continue to do what they did. When we see things that are appealing to us, desire is conceived within us, as James says, we act on that desire and we sin. And the result is death. So the answer to the question, no, God didn't create sin. But he created a world in which he gave us a freedom to choose. And man with that choice, when he allowed his desires to consume him, chooses to sin. And the devastation of that sin affects everyone in this world. It affects you, those around you. It affects everyone. The Finding Clarity podcast is a podcast ministry of the Kerwinsville Christian Church where we seek to answer questions that you have about Christianity and the Christian life. You might be listening and you're saying, Hey, George, how do I get a question to you? I want to. I want you to answer this question for me. How do I get it to you? Well, there's several ways that you can do that. If you attend the services here at the Kerwinsville Christian Church, you can always write those questions down and throw them in the offering, or you can uh, give them to me personally, and we'll look at those questions and see if we can answer them here on the podcast. If you don't attend the Kerwinsville Christian Church, and you don't have a church home, we would encourage you to check us out. We're located at 700 State Street in Kerwinsville, Pennsylvania. Our service is at 1045 on Sunday mornings, and we encourage you to come and learn about Jesus Christ. There's also a couple of other ways that you can get a question to us. You can contact us through our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Podcast. We would encourage you to go to that page, like the page, so you can keep up with what's happening with the podcast. But through that page, you can either personal message us or write on our wall with your question, and we'll look at it and we'll try to answer it here on the podcast. You can also contact us through our webpage, kerwinsvillechristian.org. Just go to the contact section. You'll see where you can get in touch with us there and ask us a question, and we'll try to answer it here. 
Next week, we're going to look at a question that has to do with forgiveness and, again, the issue of sin. And it's it's actually comes out of understanding that you're forgiven of the sins that you commit, but sometimes you can actually take that a little too far and misunderstand the reality of the forgiveness that we have. What do you mean, George? Well, we're going to look at the question, do I have freedom to sin? Do I have freedom to sin? Until next week, take care.